the series we have been on for some time now, the 10 signs or symptoms of failure. We've spoken about the first one to think you're a failure. So thinking as an influencer for how you end up in life or who you become. Um, we spoke about <clears throat> living like a fool. We've spoken about laziness as a symptom of failure. We've spoken about uh, changing nothing. And then we've done ignorance. We've done having a stinking character. And then we have done to be fixated on money and wealth. We've done seven so far. And I, by God's grace, we'll do the last three this morning. Amen. So, number eight, keeping the wrong company. 1 Corinthians 15.33, quite a popular scripture. I don't, I don't intend to spend too much time on this because in other preachings, I have highlighted the importance of the company we keep and the people that we have around us. The Bible says, um, 1 Corinthians 15.33, 1533 it says be not deceived evil communications corrupt good manners evil communications corrupt good manners it's 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 it speaks about communication having the ability to corrupt a person and you know that the more you spend time with somebody the more you communicate with the person and, and thus the more influence the person exerts over you i highlighted a few weeks ago the differences between two sick people in scripture whose fate in one one way or the other may have been determined by the kind of people they had around them we spoke about the man um, who was lame from his mother's womb at the gate called beautiful in the book of Acts. how many of you remember him we spoke about the fact that uh, this man's friends carried him daily and put him in front of the gate just so that he could beg and so they had found a way of milking his misfortune they had found a way of commercializing his problem and making him into uh, somebody who would make money for them the bible speaks of another person in the book of john whose friends carried him even in a meeting where the whole place was full they created a space for him in the ceiling and dropped him and he got a, his healing that same instant which of these two sets of friends would you ha rather have the ones who will say no matter what i'll find a way for you to get healed or the ones who will mis milk your misfortune and be excited that you are down the kind of people we have around us <clears throat> determine to a large extent how far we can go in life if everybody around you is failing get ready to fail as well if everybody around you is doing nothing get ready to do nothing as well if everybody around you uh, uh, is in is in a particular cycle of nothingness get ready to experience sin because you see the more you are in that circle the more it becomes okay to fail the more it becomes comfortable to fail because after all everybody is failing but once you are in a group or you are with friends who are doing stuff they are building stuff enterprises establishing businesses they are making moves and they are making things they are doing things all around whether you like it or not the same thing will wrap off you because you will look like you are not serious when everybody else has something going on for themselves so you need to be careful the kind of people that you keep around you friendship is not by force friendship is by choice 
you, you don't allow yourself to be coerced into a friendship that has no benefit for you. You need to decide <clears throat> for yourself what benefit each person in your inner circle is bringing to the table. What are they contributing to the purpose of your existence? What are they contributing to the purpose of your life? If they have nothing to contribute, then they are just wasting space in your life. Can I preach this morning? So, you need to be careful who or what role everybody is playing. There must be the Peters who are ready to cut off somebody's ears for your sake. There must be the Judases who will betray you so that you can become what God has destined you to be. There must be the John that you love. There must be be in your inner circle all these people who have specific roles to play. If everybody in your group is a thief, you are a thief too. You may not have physically stolen anything yet, but you are there already. Can I preach? So your, the company you keep is important. It is important. If you are married and all your friends are unmarried, get ready to be unmarried too. Yeah. Because what advice can they give you? What advice? If you are married and all your friends are divorced, get ready to join them. Yeah. Because what advice would they give you? They will tell you, media me, my bema I won't allow any man to sit on my happiness. I know my right and I know my left. And gradually it sinks into your inner man, sinks into your, your, your soul. And even things that must not demand a reaction from you, you will react to them because you have heard over time that you must not allow a man to sit on your happiness. Number eight. Let's move on. Let's move on. Number eight. <coughs> Living a sinful life. <coughs> Living a sinful life. Romans 6.23 Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. For the wages of sin is death, the payment of sin, the salary for sin, the outcome for sin, the consequence for sin. What you get after investing in sin is death. And if you are living a sinful life, you are, you are setting yourself up <coughs> for failure. Amen. You are setting yourself up for failure. Sin is a catalyst for more sin. Sin is a catalyst for more sin. So, so you saw the lady passing and then you were checking her out. And then after checking her out, <coughs> other things entered your head. And then other things entered and the other things entered. Sin is not a one-day event. It's a process. Can I preach? I like the way you're looking at me. <laughs> you're wondering where I'm going with all this. Yeah. When I was preaching during this week, seven days, one of the things I said is that there are many people who are called anointed, many people who have great destinies, and um, the enemy will let them get away with a lot of things now. Hallelujah. Um, maybe somebody is destined to be great, but he's sleeping around with everybody. The enemy will keep quiet and watch you now. You enjoy yourself. Get away with it. Because if he fights you now and disgraces you now, you are nobody. Nothing will happen. He'll wait and set you up when you have become somebody influential and somebody great. And that is where he will destroy you. Hallelujah. And that's why you must be careful not to allow certain hidden sins to, to continue to fester in your life. Proverbs 14, 34. Uh, one of my very very favorite scriptures 1434 
Righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Can we say that together? Go. Righteousness is what exalts a nation. Righteousness is what exalts a nation. Righteousness is what exalts a nation. It is good to build a cathedral, but righteousness is what exalts a nation. It is good to build a church, but righteousness is what exalts a nation. Can I preach that one too? It is good. But what actually exalts a nation is righteousness. If we, if we build all the cathedrals with all the um, best of mosaic paintings and artworks and marbles and tilings and gold things and make it so nice and sound proof and has quality interior and sound and everything is on point and yet it lacks righteousness in this nation it would, it would only be a museum that we go and look at and come home nothing will change in this nation the bible says righteousness exalted a nation but sin is a reproach as long as we allow sin to fester in this nation no matter no amount of buildings will do anything for us don't get me wrong that is not to say we shouldn't build as for the building we are building power we have even finished building are sitting there saying why are they using the money to build cathedral there are so many churches everywhere. Why wouldn't they use the money to build schools? Why would they use to build hospitals? And yet, some you are sitting here, you have two cars, but there are poor people in your family. Until you learn to solve your, your, your problem, don't come and tell us. Unless you, you can sell one of your cars to go and pay people's school fees in your family. Unless you, the money that is sitting idle in your bank account, unless you can go and clear it and go and solve family problems, don't come and tell us hypocritical things. What are you talking about? But the most important thing is that righteousness is what exalts a nation. Okay. Number 10. And this is where I want to spend um, the bulk of my time this morning. And uh, it, is, it is the most important part of the whole 10 signs of failure the most important one for me is not knowing jesus not knowing jesus not knowing jesus not knowing jesus somebody say not knowing jesus now understand that the new testament is a revelation of the mystery of the scriptures the old testament is jesus concealed the new testament is jesus revealed Everything in the Old Testament is about Jesus. It's pointing to Jesus. Romans 16, 25. Go there. Let's, let's work from there and work our way back. 16, 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. This is who speaking? This is Paul speaking. Because Paul wrote the book of Romans sometime after he had written 2 Corinthians according to the, my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since when? since the world began it says revelation of the mystery since the world began now every time you see scriptures in the Bible it's talking about the Old Testament amen? are we on the same page? every time you see scriptures in the, Old, in, in, in the Bible it's talking about the Old Testament. Because when, when they were talking about scriptures, the New Testament didn't exist. So Jesus would go to the temple and the Bible says he read from the scriptures that I have been anointed to... What was, what, what was he quoting from? Isaiah. Because it was the Old Testament that existed. So every time reference is made to scriptures in the New Testament, they're actually talking about the Old Testament. Can I preach? 
but everything in the old testament is just about jesus and so paul is saying that now to him that is of power to establish according to the, my gospel and the preaching of who jesus christ according to the revelation of the mystery there is a certain revelation you come to whenever you come to know jesus amen okay am i helping you so far look chapter 24 verse 25 luke 24 25 to 27 okay then he said unto them O fools slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken all that the prophets which prophets so he's talking about old testament stuff all that the prophets have spoken 26 ought not christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory 27 and beginning where at moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the teachings concerning who himself so he expanded he started from where moses he started from genesis and he began to through the prophets began to expound the scriptures i've told you scriptures it refers to old testament he began to teach them things concerning himself in other words he was telling them that everything about the scriptures is him nothing else is him yeah. So you would find the three Hebrew, Hebrew boys who are put into fire, and the Bible says the three become four. Jesus revealed. It's Jesus right there. And it says, Let us make man in our image. But John has already told you, without him was nothing made that was made. And so he must have been necessarily present when all these things were made. Everything is about Jesus. And that is why if you don't know him, you are failing. Mm. I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm talking about knowing him. <laughs> Can I preach? Now, every time you come to a revelation of Jesus, who you are is revealed. When Jesus becomes real to you and revealed to you, who you also are becomes exposed. Matthew 16, from the 13 to 20. Matthew 16. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am, that I, the Son of Man, am? 14. And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, that some say Elias, and others Jeremiah, and, and one of the prophets. 15. He said unto them, But whom do you say that I am? 16. <clears throat> and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter was able to review have a revelation of who jesus was and he says thou art the christ the son of the living god 17. and jesus answered and said unto him blessed art thou simon bajona for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee but my father which is in heaven 18. and i say also unto thee that thou art peter and upon this rock i will build my church thou art you also after peter has said you are the christ the son of the living god jesus also tells peter you also you are peter and upon this rock i will build my church so in in peter having a revelation of who jesus was his real identity also was uncovered until you come to understand and have a relationship with jesus who you are will remain hidden can i preach everything is about jesus our coming to church is about jesus our worship is about jesus our life is about jesus everything if if jesus is not in it we are wasting our time if jesus is not in your relationship it's a waste of time 
If Jesus is not in your career, it's a waste of time. If Jesus is not in your business, it's a waste of time. Just close it and go home. close shop, go home and sleep. Hallelujah. Now, now, this is one of the most important scriptures. If you don't get anything today, you must get this one. Romans 8:32. Romans 8:32. <clears throat> he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I don't know if you understand. He says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How can he, or how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He says, he did not spare his son. He gave you his son. How can he not add all things to his son? Which means that it is in receiving his son that we receive all things. So if you fail to receive his son, you cannot receive the all things that will make you successful. It is in receiving his son that you have, you have access to all things. So whilst wasting time to pray about the all things, we should be fighting hard to receive his son. What do you think? Because he says that how shall he not with him also freely, you don't pay for it, freely. You don't beg for it, freely. You don't jump for it, freely. How? How can he not also freely give you in addition to the Christ that you have received? Am I preaching something? So if when I meet people who don't know Jesus, it's sad for me. Because you can you can go about wasting your whole life when the key is in just knowing Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You're looking for a job, I am the way. You are looking for a business. I am the way. <laughs> you are looking for marriage. I am the way. But what are you looking for? You don't know what you are looking for. Well, I am the way. Whether you know or you don't know, I am the way. <laughs> there is exact. There is definitive. I am the way. The way. The particular way. Whatever you have dreamt of, whatever you want to do, I am the way. Then he says, I am the truth. Then he says, I am the life. In other words, when you receive him, life enters into your life. How can you receive Jesus and there will be death around you? How can you receive Jesus and die before your time? Can I preach that one too? Mm. The reason you are too scared of witches is because you have to suspect your, your, the Jesus position in your life. Because if Jesus is there, you cannot die. Look, look, I tell people, you, I, I cannot die before my time. Then where is Jesus in this whole picture? Amen. Where is Jesus? We were, we were going home after one of the days and there was this man that's like a security person in, 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 in where, where we live and Ishmael was saying that this man, the way he can chant and you'll be using some fragrances and some candles and you'll be saying some things and I said, I said, oh, then today he has met his meter. What are you talking about? I said today he has met him. His meter. If he can chant, I can pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, you've got to understand that he says, I have killed my own son for your sake. What else won't I give you? Like, I have killed my only begotten son. I have sacrificed the one whom I love. He says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You see, you can have a beloved son that you are not well pleased in. 
because you can have a, a son that is stubborn but you love him anyway because he's your son you can have a son that that does not do the right thing but you love him anyway because he's your son but this is god saying number one i love him he's my beloved son number two i am also well pleased in him and yet i pick the one that i love who i am well pleased in and i sacrifice him and slay him for you who was a sinner at that point you who did not merit it and if i am able to do that what else will i not do for you what else will i not do for you see i, I believe that if if i work with god is right and we know jesus eh, there are things we don't even have to pray for what do you think yeah i am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father except by me john 10 10 it says the thief cometh to steal to kill and to destroy but i have come that thou mayest have life thou might have life and have it more abundantly i have come so you have life the whole reason for my coming is so you have life so if you are living but you don't have life there's a problem because the whole reason i came is for your sake that you the whole reason i came is for you you are the reason he came you are the, tell somebody you are the reason he came oh no say one more time you are the reason he came no which place is more comfortable than heaven yeah which which place the streets are made of gold now if you go to places like Obwasi, places like um, uh, um, Takwa, where they mine gold you will see the way they can kill for they, somebody showed one of the guys showed me gold uh, who did i go with not yes showed me gold like like um, i want something some very very tiny like half of your your cufflink half and it was worth 1500 no it, it's no it, like a quarter because divided into four like a quarter of his cufflink and the guy showed, he had wrapped it in some paper bee. And he took it out to show me. He said, ah, so for this one alone, it's like 1,005. This one, 1,005. It's like a dot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, and people would do any and everything to acquire gold. They'll be mining. People would make themselves dirty, scrubbing, mixing things, chemicals, sniffing things, just so that they can have a dot of it. And, and this is a man, this is a God who dwells in a place where the streets are made of gold. Which place is more comfortable than heaven? Just in my father's house, there are many mansions. There are mansions in the house. I don't know if you understand that one. There are mansions in the house. In your house, you have rooms in your house. You have rooms. It's a two-bedroom house. It's a three-bedroom house. This is a, many mansions in the house. It's a serious matter. In my father's house, there are many mansions. And he will leave this glory, leave everything and says, I have come that you may have life. That's all I have come. That's my assignment. That you may have life. So who is it that can say that I am killing this person? Who is it that can say that I am stopping this person? When the whole reason of my coming is so that you have life. Don't you realize that you also need money to have life? So if you need money to have life, then I have come so that you have life. Anything that you need in order that you have life, that is why I came. That's why if you don't know Jesus, that's a problem. 
like that, that, that personal relationship personal connection pe- personal you, you you see and you see when people are disconnected from god they know because there's a, a code in man there's a seat in man that yearns for god so when god is far you know you yourself know that no like i've become distant like i'm lonely like where is god i don't feel god's presence. but when you are walking with him you feel the presence too you know you know because God created man to have fellowship with him and so within every man is a desire for the supernatural that is why even those who tell you they don't believe in our God they also go and find other things and other places and say they want protection because there's a desire in man for a certain level of the supernatural hallelujah I have come that you may have life see we must work on our relationship with Jesus see Jesus is enough Hallelujah. Jesus is enough. And one yeah, Jesus is enough. He's sufficient. He's enough. If if you can understand the message this morning, you can't feel this here. Yeah. All you need to do is just connect to Jesus. It's enough. Yeah? yeah. I have come that thou mayest have life and have it more abundant life. In other words, that you overflow in life. In other words, that you would exceed and bust in the glory of life. In other words, that you'd be full of life. Have you seen people that they say, this guy is like, he's full of life. He's always happy. He's always bouncing around. It, 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 takes, it, takes, it takes a connection to God to be full of life. I'm not talking about the kind of fake things that people do and pretend. Where they, 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 they pretend as if everything is good, they're jumping, they're happy. But when they go to bed, they can't sleep at night. When they go to bed, they're having nightmares. When they go to bed, they are, they are depressed. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a genuine gladness and joy in your spirit because you know Jesus. See, if you know Jesus and they tell you they, they, are, they are sucking you from the office, it's their loss. They can't suck you. Because things don't happen to us. We happen to things. Can I preach? Yeah, I want you to know who, who, he says, he came for you. That's all, that's why he came. He came for you. That you will have life and have it more abundantly. Our problem with the time is we, uh, see, and, 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 and that comes down to, now yesterday I started um, teaching a few people who are interested in learning more about the prophetic ministry and doing well in the prophetic ministry. I started a prophetic school with them. And one of the things we'll be discussing is how to build the spirit man because there's a flesh and there's a spirit man now whichever one dominates a man determines a lot of things so the two of us can hear news but how we receive it and, and react to it be based on which of our inner man is stronger if my spirit man is strong i can hear what you hear that will break you down and i'll start singing you not understand what hallelujah hallelujah so when your inner man is built and and you are you, you have that relationship with you, nothing moves you nothing what is it that can move you what is it the bible says what can separate us from the love of god what now now when when the question like that is asked what it means try your best it means answer it as you give us options nothing let give us the worst case scenario what is it that can separate us from the love of god Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. Look, if, if, if in this year you hold on to this Jesus 
Uh, like I said, I'm not talking about just coming to church and 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 playing the, the Christian card when it fits you. I'm talking about having a real relationship. See, because nobody can serve God for you. Nobody can serve him for you. Have you not realized that all these years you've been you've been toying around with your Christianity and you have been where you are? How about switching it up and saying, as for this year, I want to walk with him and pursue him and let's see what happens. Amen. That thou mayest have life and have it more abundantly. Every time I, I see that scripture, something jumps in me. So the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Three things. It's stealing what you have. It's killing what you have. And it's destroying what you have. When something is stolen from you, it belongs to you, but you don't have access to it to utilize it for your benefit. So the thing that is legally yours becomes somebody else's through theft. When something is killed, its existence is no more. Life is sucked out of it. When something is destroyed, it becomes supper. What that means is, what it's originally intended for, it cannot be used for that purpose anymore. So, when my TV is destroyed, I can sell it for scrap. Somebody else will find some use for it. Hallelujah. Yeah? The thief comes to do these things to a man. So, for some, he's killing them. For some, he's destroying them. For some, he's stealing something from them. But he says, even though he comes to do these things, I have come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Now, for everyone who received me, I give you life that cannot be stolen. For everyone who receives me, I give you life that cannot be killed. For everyone who receives me, I give you life that cannot be destroyed. Who would you rather believe? Who would you rather be with? The one that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, or the one that gives life and gives you more abundantly? That you never run short of it. You never run dry of it. You are never extinguished of life. I want to, I want to commend Jesus to you. Yeah? Jesus. He's real. He's real. Some people say, how can you worship something you have not seen? No, I have seen him. Because I have experienced him. Yeah? I have experienced him. I know he's alive. See, it's about time we start ex- having personal encounters. Most of us are having encounters um, that a man is telling us about. We read how Abraham had an encounter. We read how our mothers or our fathers were, took us to church every day. So we became Christians because our mothers were taking us to church all the time. But personally, we don't really have any experience of, of this Jesus. Hallelujah. But, but this year, may you have an encounter with Jesus. So you come to know that indeed he's real and he's alive. Can I preach? Can I preach? In, in the next few minutes, I want you to put your right hand on your head. You want to pray that Jesus, let me know you more. Let me know you more. Let me know you more. In this year, let me know you more. Let me know you more. Let me know you more. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Let me know you more. Let me know you more. It's about Jesus. It's Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, we come to you this morning. We pray that in this season, we would come to know you more.